Welcome, everyone. I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. Each month, we'll discuss a different topic in the Respect Life arena. We'll hear a personal story from someone deeply affected by that issue. And finally, we'll share ways that you can get involved. This month's topic is abortion pill reversal. So let's talk now with this week's guest. Will you please introduce yourself? Well, hello, Bob. My name is Dr. George Delgado. I'm the president of the Steno Institute and also the founder of Abortion Pill Reversal, which is now known as Abortion Pill Rescue. So, Dr. Delgado, why don't you tell us what is the abortion pill and what does it do? Well, the abortion pill, also known as Mifepristone or RU486, is a medical abortion And in the United States, these days, 35 to 45 percent of the 1 million abortions per year are committed using mifepristone. In other words, taking this drug is replacing a woman going and having a surgical abortion. And it's approved up to 10 weeks of pregnancy. So many, many abortions are being committed this way. The protocol for the abortion is to take the mifepristone and then 48 hours later, take a second drug called misoprostol. The mifepristone causes the death of the preborn baby, while the misoprostol causes the uterus to contract to expel the remains. Now, unlike the surgical abortion, though, a woman has an option, that window of opportunity between the two drugs after taking the mifepristone, if she changes her mind, she has a second chance at choice because abortion pill reversal offers her that opportunity to stop the medical abortion, to reverse the effects of mifepristone. That's what abortion pill reversal, the process, is all about. Okay, so thank you, Doug. So this is a two-step process. You take one pill that has an effect of killing the unborn child, and then the second one expels the uterus so that, the, so that you have, a, I guess it's a forced miscarriage. Is that, is that fair to call it that? Well, I wouldn't use the word miscarriage because miscarriage is, is the word we use for natural causes of, of the end of the pregnancy. So it really is an induced abortion. But you're right. The first drug uh, kills the preborn baby. The second drug causes the uterus to expel the remains. It causes the contractions and everything is pushed out. Okay. So, so Dr. Dogata, how does the first pill cause the death, cause the demise of the, of the unborn child? Well, Bob, here's how it works. The mifepristone is a progesterone receptor blocker. And progesterone, as you may know, is the hormone that is essential for pregnancy. That's why it's called progesterone. Pro meanings for just meaning gestation or pregnancy. It's the hormone that's for pregnancy. And the progesterone is critically important by blocking the effects of progesterone. Mifepristone causes the separation of the placenta from the wall of the uterus. When that placenta separates, then what happens? The preborn baby doesn't get the fluid and the nutrition it needs, and so he or she dies. The mifepristone also causes a few other things to occur besides that main action. It also leads to some twitchiness of the muscle of the uterus, so the uterus actually starts to contract some, and it leads to the opening of the cervix. The cervix is the opening of the uterus, kind of like a biologic valve. It keeps the outside world separated from the inside world because during a pregnancy, the two should be separated and should never, never mix, of course. Well, blocking the progesterone effects, the mifepristone causes that biological valve, the cervix, to open. Okay, so then in between, obviously then when this process has started, 
there's a window opportunity before you expel the unborn child from the uterus where you can actually save, save the baby. And that's what abortion pill reversal or rescue is about. That's what it's all about, exactly. It's about blocking that first drug, the mifepristone. So if we can get the progesterone on board early enough, then it will outcompete the mifepristone. The analogy I like to use is the analogy of a key. A key goes into a lock, it turns the lock, and a door opens. We call the key a hormone, the lock, the receptor. The door opening is what we call the hormone effect, the good things that happen in the cell due to the hormone. So progesterone is that key. The lock is the progesterone receptor. The door opening is the good progesterone effects, keeping the placenta adhered very nicely. So imagine if you've ever had a false key, a key that fit into a lock but didn't turn the lock. We've all experienced that, right? Right. Well, the false key is exactly what the mifepristone is. It fits into the lock, fits into the receptor, blocks the receptor, but that door never opens, so you never get the hormone effect. Therefore, the placenta separates. Well, fortunately for us and for women who change their mind and want a second chance at choice, this key action, the key going into the lock, is not permanent. The keys go in and out of the lock. It's a dynamic situation. So by giving supplemental progesterone, we line up more of the good guy keys, the progesterone, in front of that lock so that when the mifepristone comes out of the lock, there's a progesterone key ready to go in to turn the lock and open the door. And that higher level of progesterone is maintained until the mifepristone washes out of the body. That's exactly how the progesterone works to reverse the effects of the mifepristone abortion. That sounds really exciting. So how does the process work? What, how is it that you get this progesterone back into your body? Well, Bob, the way the process works is that, first of all, a woman, of course, has to decide that she wants to stop the medical abortion. We'll talk about how she goes about getting hold of us in a minute. But what we do then is we have a doctor or a clinic or a nurse practitioner, midwife or physician assistant treat the patient who will prescribe progesterone. Generally, these days, we're using progesterone given orally by mouth. And it's important that progesterone be taken with food, and we like to get it on board as soon as possible, preferably within the first 24 hours. However, we have had success up to 72 hours. And the woman takes the progesterone at relatively high doses for three days, because three days is when the highest levels of mifepristone are in the body. And then it goes down to a nighttime dose until the end of the first trimester. And we do that so that uh, we know that the mifepristone is still washing out after several days, but also because we know that in some instances, the placenta needs to recover. And we know from animal studies that the ovaries are also affected by the mifepristone and the ovaries are producing the natural progesterone. So all of these need to recover. So that's why we treat until the end of the first trimester, which has been a very common practice in medicine when women are pregnant and have low progesterone states. So we know that it's a safe thing to do. Right. So doctor, is there a birth defect risk with this procedure after you've taken this first pill? Well, Bob, many women ask about the risk of birth defects, and that's really a great question that I always want to address. We published last year in 2018 a large study looking at over 260 women who had successful reversals, and this article was published in a peer-reviewed medical journal called Issues in Law and Medicine. And in that study, we found that the birth defect rate among these babies that were born after reversal was no different, and in fact, a little lower than the general population's birth defect rate. So we can say with great confidence that 
a woman undergoing mifepristone reversal, abortion pill reversal, does not have an increased risk of having a baby with birth defects. We can look at it another way, looking at the individual medications or drugs that the patient is taking. If you look first at mifepristone itself, the other studies done with mifepristone where babies have survived mifepristone abortions have not shown an increased risk in birth defects. And in fact, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists came out with a statement in 2014, which they reaffirmed in 2016, saying that mifepristone itself does not cause birth defects. So it either ends the life of the preborn baby or it does not harm the preborn baby. And that's because it's attacking the placenta, not directly attacking the baby. Now, the other uh, medication is progesterone. We've been using progesterone in pregnancy for over 50 years. It's considered very safe. And in fact, the in vitro fertilization doctors routinely put women who become pregnant with their treatments on progesterone for the entire first trimester in order to avoid miscarriage. So we've had a great, great history of safety with progesterone. And the Food and Drug Administration has come out with a statement back in 1999 stating that progesterone does not cause birth defects. So we're very confident that abortion pill reversal is safe and effective. Right. So is there, I think I've heard that there is, is there a word out there that's obviously just false that says, oh, if you try to do this now, this is going to cause birth defects and you shouldn't try this treatment. Is that the case? And how is it that we better educate the public about that? Well, Bob, it's very unfortunate that the public has been misinformed by various groups and individuals who are against what we're doing. And they have spread misinformation stating that, quote, your baby's sure to have birth defects. This, we've collected multiple anecdotes of women who, when they decide they don't want the abortion any longer, one of the first things they often do is call the abortion center before they find the website for abortion pill rescue. And when they call the abortion center, they've been told many, many times that your baby's sure to have birth defects. So that's one of the lies that they've been hearing. Another one they've been hearing is that it's not successful, that it's better just not to do anything. And the third is that, well, if you've only taken the mifepristone, you're probably not going to have the abortion anyway. You have to have both drugs. And that's not true either. In order to combat that line, my colleague, Dr. Mary Davenport, Myself and a few other researchers wrote another study back in the year 2017, also in the peer-reviewed journal Issue Laws in Medicine, where Dr. Davenport looked at all of the previous research where the patients were only given mifepristone before they introduced the two-drug cocktail. In some of the studies, they watched to see whether or not they had the completed abortion. And they, we found, looking at that old data set, is that the survival rate, if only the mifepristone is given and nothing else is done is at best 25%. So 25% of the time the woman takes mifepristone, the baby will survive. But women want a much better survival rate than that. They want a much better success rate. So the reversal rates with our best protocols, according to our large study published last year, our reversal rates, our success rates are 64 to 68%. So we're very happy with that. We think we really are giving women a great option for those who seek a second chance at choice. Well, for all of our listeners out there, you'll be able to go to our website at www.catholiccincinnati.org slash being-pro-life. And on that page, you'll be able to see the sources that Dr. Delgado had just mentioned of those studies that allow us to say quite confidently that the abortion pill reversal treatment does work as effective and does not cause birth defects. So doctor, how does a woman who's in a crisis pregnancy, right, who has taken the first pill, how does she get a hold of you or, or the nearest uh, doctor who can 
help her make a different choice at that point. Well, Bob, most of the time, women who have started the medical abortion process and changed their minds and want that second chance at choice, either on their smartphones or on their computers, they search online. And what they find when they search online is a great website called abortionpillrescue.com. And there, this website and this network is run by Heartbeat International. This was the network that I founded back in 2012, previously called Abortion Pill Reversal. In April of 2018, Heartbeat International took over the management of that network and the website, as well as the hotline, so that it could be expanded and grow nationally and internationally. And they've done a wonderful job of doing that. And the website, again, is abortionpillrescue.com. Here it is on the screen right now. And you can see a woman would land on this homepage, and she has the opportunity to do several things. One is she can go to the Spanish section, which is great because we have many Spanish speakers in our country. She can go to the Frequently Asked Questions page, which uh, answers many of the questions she might have. She can go to a great uh, section uh, called Abortion Pill, and Abortion Pill gives her a wealth of unbiased information on how the abortion pill itself works. And most of the time, they get more information from this than they were given at the abortion centers themselves. So that's a, a really informative uh, thing. Then we have the, the section that's called stories, which are testimonials. They can see what other women have uh, had, stories of regret, and some testimonies from physicians. There's also an, an opportunity to contact Abortion Pill Rescue, as well as setting up a chat session. And the chat session is down at, at the bottom of the right. And you can set up a chat session instead of having to call. So they have the option of just doing the chat or calling the 800 number, which is at the top. And either one of those will get them in contact with the option line operator. The option line operator then will ask a few screening questions. If indeed it is a woman who has taken mifepristone and is interested in reversal, then the option line operator will transfer the call to the abortion pill rescue nurse on call. The nurse on call then can fill in any information gaps, make sure that the woman understands exactly what's going on. And then if the woman is well informed and decides she wants to choose reversal, then the nurse would then connect her with a clinic, physician, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, or midwife in her area who's qualified, capable, and willing to help her. Then that handoff is made, and that practitioner or clinic then will assume uh, care of that woman and start the abortion pill reversal process. So, Dr. Delgado, for those who are listening on the podcast, the number we should probably give out is 877 558 Give that on the website. I already mentioned abortion pill rescue, but it's 877-558-0333. Again, but if you go to the website, you can chat or find that number. As an aside, doctor, I know on my screen, I see abortion pill reversal as the website, but I imagine if I type abortion pill rescue, maybe it'll come up as well. Yes, it does. Okay, good. Yeah, so they both work. So, Dr. Delgado, I've also heard, of course, of the morning after pill. Is that a different pill? And what does that do? And are we able to help women who have taken that pill? Well, Bob, you know, actually, that's a great question because there's been a lot of confusion between the morning after pill and the abortion pill, even among medical practitioners when I've given talks to doctor groups. So the morning after pill is actually taken with the intention of being contraceptive. It's taken by a woman 
who thinks she's not pregnant, but takes it after intercourse in order to prevent pregnancy. And it's approved up to 72 hours after intercourse. And with the exception of Ella, which is Ulipristol, which can be taken up to five days later. So the intention is contraceptive. The woman doesn't think she's pregnant. In actuality, probably many times these so-called morning after pills or plan B may lead to very early, early abortions that the woman is not aware of. But the intent is contraceptive and the woman just wouldn't know she's pregnant. On the other hand, the abortion pill is taken by a woman who knows she's pregnant and takes it for the intention of aborting her pregnancy. And it's approved up to 10 weeks of pregnancy. So that's the difference. Really, uh, a medical abortion is no different from a surgical abortion, with the exception that the medical abortion now is reversible. Surgical abortion, of course, is not. Right. That's definitely an important distinction there. So, doctor, where are we going now with the abortion pill reversal in this program and the procedure down the road? Our goal is for abortion pill reversal to be universally accepted as what we call the standard of care so that in the future, any woman anywhere in the world who has started the medical abortion process and taken that mifepristone and changes her mind and wants a second chance at choice would be able to go to almost any primary care doctor, OBGYN or emergency department and get started on the progesterone protocol right away. So that's our goal. As far as internationally, We've uh, helped spawn Australian Mifepristone Reversal Network. They have their own network in Australia. Dr. Alexei Fokin in Russia has started a Russia APR network. And I was recently in Switzerland and giving talks there to a group called Swiss Help for Mothers and Children, which is a large pro-life group in Switzerland that is ready and willing to start a, a network there in Switzerland to help all of Central Europe. As far as the protocols, but we want to improve our protocols so that the reversal protocols are more effective with less burden for mothers, number one. And number two, we want to make sure that abortion pill reversal is accepted among medical professionals. Right now, there's some doubt amongst medical professionals because they've been hearing criticism from people like Planned Parenthood and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists who've been criticizing us out of hand without really giving us a fair shot. They're saying that what we're doing is junk science. It's not junk science, it's new science. Anything that's a brand new idea always starts with small studies, starts with what we call observational studies. That's what we've done so far. So the next step is to do a large randomized controlled trial. This would be a research study that would be scientifically very, very rigorous and would give the scientific foundation so that we would have this concept universally accepted. And so we've already designed the study. We have a principal investigator, Dr. Joseph Stanford at the University of Utah School of Medicine. All we're waiting right now is for the funding. This will include 900 women. And once we get the funding, we will be ready to go. And that study, which is being sponsored by the Steno Institute, will really lift the scientific acceptability of abortion pill reversal and will give us a really big advantage in acceptance. The other projects that the Steno Institute is undertaking right now, in collaboration with Dr. Stephen Samud at Franciscan University of Steubenville, Ohio, has developed a rat model of mifepristone abortion and now is developing a model of mifepristone reversal using progesterone. He's already published one study in a peer-reviewed journal looking at the psychological and the physiological effects on rats after they've been given mifepristone to abort their pups. His, the next studies that he is starting now is to look at different dosages and different medications and see how they work at reversing mifepristone. So we're very excited because the things we discover in rats 
very well may be applicable in humans. So that'll be the first step. So we have the human study getting ready to launch. We have the rat studies going on now. We're very excited about everything that the Steno Institute is accomplishing, and, and we're looking for more benefactors to fund that very important human study. Doctor, that sounds terrific. Are you aware of how broad the network is available currently? Well, most of our listeners are going to be in the Cincinnati area or the Archdiocese of Cincinnati area, which includes Dayton and other cities a little bit north of Dayton, Wapakoneta, Cincinnati, uh, Sydney. Anyway, if someone calls abortion pill rescue from that area of the country, is there a good network available to them or they have to travel far? I don't know all the doctors who are in the network at this point in your area, but I do know that Ohio and that area around Cincinnati is very well represented. I think we have lots of clinics and doctors in the network so that patients can get help very quickly and conveniently. All right, great. Thank you. So how can the average person help? You were talking about trying to get the word out better and help to get more of the medical community on board for the great research that you are doing. Is there something the average person can do to help in either of those ways. Absolutely. So to help support this very needed research, they can go to stenoinstitute.org. They can read about the Steno Institute and they can donate there, or they can send us an email if they want to donate another way. They can also spread the word about what we're doing with the Steno Institute. The other way they can help is by supporting Heartbeat International. They can go to the abortion pill rescue website, abortionpillrescue.com, and they can click on their donate button and donate to help support the network hotline so that the word can continue to get out about abortion pill reversal through the abortion pill rescue network. All right, great. So at abortion pill rescue or abortion pill reversal, there's a donate right there at the top. Or again, as you mentioned, the Steno Institute, which is, again, for those who are listening on the podcast, you can go to stenoinstitute.org and you'll find the website there where you can read about the research. And if you feel so inclined, you can also donate to that research so they can raise the money needed to continue that research and get the word out about that. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Delgado. This has been very educational, learning all about the abortion pill reversal the treatment that you have, the difference between that and what we call the morning after pill. And I really appreciate your time with us today. I hope that our listeners can get on board and see it is the the great work that you're doing. Get the word out about this treatment so that to give women another choice if they have taken that first pill. And uh, we really appreciate your time today. It's been great being with you. Thanks for having me and thanks for your interest in abortion pill reversal. And I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro-Life series. Head to the website and view all the links talked about in this episode at www.catholiccincinnati.org slash being-pro-life. Thank you again for joining us today, and I look forward to being with you next time.